Welcome to the Survival Prepper Show, where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor. Learn about disaster preparedness, survival, and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way. This is not your typical prepping podcast, and they won't be silenced by the censors. Here are your hosts, Duff and Dale. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show tonight. That, that little cow farting noise in the beginning, that's a little foreshadowing on what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, you're muted, I think. Yeah, you surprised me with that one. I, I, I was expecting <laughs> to actually see cows farting instead of just hearing cows farting. Yeah, I thought about that too, but I was putting everything together last minute. as like, eh, too much work. I just go with this. But at any rate, yeah, with that, we're going to be talking about uh, food shortages and, and we're going to be talking about the, the future of our diets and what we eat and what we're allowed to eat and all that crap. So I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking about some bugs and all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff like that. But uh, at any rate, what are you up to? How are you doing this week? Good, man. Just uh, looking forward to the show. I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Uh, with that, uh, I wanted to mention something we're going to do today and uh, possibly more often in the future, possibly every week. But uh, we want to talk about some of the January 6th stuff in this show and, and not necessarily what happened, but this fiasco they put on the other day. And with that, things like subjects like that may get a little bit vocal and may, you know, I don't want to get dinged over here on YouTube. So what we're going to do is topics like that, put them towards the end of the show, and we're going to have to make those strictly rumble videos. So at the end of today's show, once we start that segment, we're going to end the YouTube stream and then go all over on rumble and finish the show. I think with the things that are getting ready to come down the pipe, especially with the elections and all that stuff, uh, there's going to be a lot of those topics, the, the, Supreme Court decision coming out about abortion and all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of those topics that we can uh, do our, do damage to ourselves here on YouTube, I think. Uh, yeah. And I think it's probably wiser to just go over there because uh, that way we don't have to filter ourselves. Yeah, it's a lot nicer. And Hey, uh, something, if you all look down in the description, Daisy Luther over at the Organic Prepper, they have a new book out tonight. And it's uh, tonight's the last night of the sale. Um, and she is uh, she's pushing it to help a veteran out that, that could uh, use a little help. And so uh, go check it out. It's a really cool. Uh, he's he has a lot of uh, background in surveillance, counter surveillance. And uh, go check it out, man. And, if, and I think they have it set up where um, you can go ahead and pay like a, a like they're I think they're asking like 10 bucks for it or nine bucks or something like that. You can pay less if you if you're struggling right now. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, if you're feeling froggy, go ahead and uh, get a new book. Is uh, th- this guy Sean McTara McTara? Yeah, yeah, he was a counter intel and intel agents uh, dude in the the military, and so has a really long background in it. So it's a, it's really, I think it's gonna be a really good read, man. And and she she mentioned it to me because the sale ends tonight on the uh, the release sale. That's pretty interesting. I didn't. It, I just was reading this right here. It said he started the website Gray Wolf Survival. Gray Wolf Survival. Gray yeah. Wolf Survival has been around for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big site. No, he's he's been around for a long time, man. Yeah, very cool. And if you're listening to this podcast, when is the when is it when does it go off of sale? How long is it? I on think sale? the sale ends. 
I think the sale ends tonight, but Daisy always has different sales going on over on our site. So head over to the organic prepper. You can go to her bookstore and uh, take a look or go just go down and check this uh, episode out on YouTube. And it's in the link uh, description below. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can, you know, you can always try, uh, see what you can figure out and all that stuff. Um, and then one more thing before we get into the show, we are going to be on, we, we had Morgan on a long time ago when we first started out the show, wrote rogue preparedness, uh, and had a blast with her. It was a great show. Um, she's a really cool guest and she's been doing a lot since then, uh, and really grown. Uh, I mean, she's moved from, I, I believe it was Arizona out to Alaska. I mean, yeah. she's just done a whole bunch and she's doing all sorts of videos. She's home. She's pretty much homesteading out there with her family, right there. Yeah. They're, they're just going for it. They set it up and, you know, and they're, they're expanding. So she has some really good videos and uh, it's fun to watch what she's been going through since moving from the middle of the desert to the middle of Alaska, one extreme to the other. Yeah. I, I mean, I joke about you going from one, you, you basically follow the sun, you follow the heat. Uh, you're, you're, you're like a bird or something that just migrates across the country when it gets cold. But she literally went I, from, I, I searched for uh, I searched for an even 72, if I can find it. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. bit less. Uh, but she literally went from from two to two different extremes. It's pretty pretty crazy. But um, so that'll be a fun show. We're doing that on her channel on Monday. So uh, if you're not subscribed over at Rogue Preparedness, make sure you're subscribed. And I believe we'll be doing that the same time we do these here, seven Eastern. Uh, we'll be doing that on her show. Then we've got our Tuesday morning show we're going to be doing, and then we got our Blabbercast <laughs> show on Wednesday. So it's going to be a jam packed week to to start off this week. So which is cool. That's great, man. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay. Um, before I want to get into this food storage stuff, but I saw something today and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, and I saw it on the news this morning and what it is, is talking about that Uvalde fortifying the schools. And I thought this was pretty cool because it's, it's something they're actually doing something about it instead of the, the gun control debate and, you know, banning magazines and crap like that. But, um, they've got, I'm going to play this. I'm not going to play the sound cause I don't want to get copyright dinged. Uh, but they're talking about this veteran that um, put together these bookcases. It's a bulletproof bookcase that they mm -hmm. can put in front of doors uh, that uh, so when there's an active shooter or something. I want to get your thoughts on this because I, th I, I think it's a good idea. But I also think don't they probably already have or shouldn't they already have the bulletproof doors that, that lock pretty well, as well as if they do that that evidently didn't work in Uvalde. So it, it's a matter of the, the early warning stuff, right? What are your thoughts on the whole thing? Well, I think, you know, like we've talked about with Uvalde that uh, one with the Supreme court rulings and such law enforcement really has no duty to protect you as an individual. Now I believe they have some duty there as a school. And even if they do have the duty to protect school children, they show that you can't be guaranteed that they're going to successfully do that. Right. Yeah. We're seeing that, you know, the stuff that's happening evolved. They were the police department is, is and at least the chief's not talking there. It looks like, you know, some sort of cover up or trying to wait for the press cycle to end with it. I don't know whatever's going on down there. So I think the more protection that you can give the kids that are going to school these days, I mean, it's not like we're the, the world's getting less violent. I mean, the level of violence is ratcheting up. I mean, they're, you know, with the stuff that you saw with, you know, uh, with Kavanaugh and the other federal judge that was recently killed. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing. You know, it, at the end of the day, I, I am shocked sometimes that 
terrorists haven't targeted our schools. Seeing how easy it is for a meathead to get into a school and, and do terrible things. And, you know, like you had the Beslan school massacre years ago in Russia, right? Where they killed hundreds and hundreds of kids. Terrorists got in there. So I think anything we can do to harden and protect our kids, like might as well, we're spending trillions on everything else. We're going to throw trillions and everybody's going to suffer more inflation. Let's go ahead and, you know, reinforce stuff so the, ki- the kids are safer. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on the whole thing is it the cost shouldn't shouldn't matter. Uh, you know, we maybe send a couple billion less to the Ukraine and crap like that. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, this is our kids. I mean, I, that's why I said I'm glad that this is something that is being that there's something that's being done about this whole thing, uh, because, it, you know, we can talk about all the other shit all we want later on. But protect the damn kids. That's my whole thing with all this. Just protect the damn kids. Uh, once that's done, then, you know, have the gun control debates, do all that crap. But uh, protect the damn kids. And I'm, I'm glad they, to see at least somebody. They, they, they is. should be two. They should be two separate issues. Right. You, you can have debate, have fights, whatever they want to do over gun control. Um, but the kids issue should be like a non, there should be no starter. there. And I mean, you can get into that, you know, like I said, I think most te- teachers by and far are awesome. I think a lot of school districts have, have corruption issues, whether it's corruption of not looking and addressing problems or actually corruption. Uh, you know, I think there needs to be a lot, an overhaul of not necessarily, I mean, I guess we could say overhaul of the whole school system, but really an overhaul of the physical security features and safety features of schools in large. And I think, you know, that the, the, the bookshelves that he's showing, you know, I don't know if you, you they would look out, think about that for your home. Like what things can I do? to harden my house, even on the inside, you know, safety points and, and stuff like that. So I, I think it's a good idea all around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, my internet's being a little stupid. So I'm turning on my, turning on the backup, turning on the flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's kind of cool to see. I think this guy's a veteran you know, doing that stuff. So I think it's cool to see these, these th- be, people being proactive about this stuff, you know, have the debate all you want, but that's not going to solve this shit. So uh, you can have one of these book ca- cases. I think you could, you could harden the door. I'm assuming that theirs wasn't in the school, maybe because it's an older school or whatever, but you can do that stuff. Um, and just make it, it doesn't have to be a prison. It doesn't have to look like a prison to the kids, but just make sure they're safe. That's the whole thing with all of that. Well, I mean, if you put enough stuff around to make it look nice, make it look like a school, you know, I, I think you can, you can minimize that as much as possible. At the end of the day, if you're going in through metal detectors and someone's there wanting you at the front of the school, as they should be, it should be happening. You know, someone, if someone goes to a metal detector and it pings, you get wanted. Like, what do you have? And, you know, you got a back, what do you have in your backpack? kind of thing. So there's going to be some of that. You can't get away from all of it, but you can do your best to minimize it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one last thing, then we'll get into food storage on our after show tonight. We're going to have Kevin broken nomad on, uh, on our after show. And he's going to go through, he's been making some good progress on his, his whole setup. Actually, he kind of started from scratch. He was making some good progress with his, I, I forget what it was called, his little camper thing, and then decided to, to get rid of that. Now he's going to do the directions. van thing. What's that? <laughs> change directions yeah yeah so we're gonna get him on um i know he's he's not necessarily using it as a quote-unquote bug out vehicle but the things that are he's doing um are absolutely one that whole van life thing kind of is is that stuff that you would need in a bug out vehicle yeah self-sustaining 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, just some some cool ideas. And he's going 100% with it, too. So uh, it'll be – I'm, I'm curious to see how, how much he's been doing and all of that stuff. But uh, uh, with this, I wanted to talk about the the possible food shortages coming up, uh, the the – you know the the inflation. I'm sure we'll we'll discuss that as well. All this stuff that that seems to be compiling. Um, you had brought you had uh, looked up this article, and I thought this was pretty interesting. I want to um, here. Let me put it on this screen. But um, this was pretty interesting because I actually read through this, and it's pretty dark. When you, I mean the the first few paragraphs. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it, it's almost like a like a horror film or a horror fiction novel or something. And he talks about what it's like to to go through starvation. And I was thinking, it's yeah. like okay, that that is. High, I, I mean, we're not talking about that kind of stuff happening this coming summer, but. As far as, you know, preparedness and we think about SHTF events, that is something to kind of think about what your body goes through with all that stuff. Well, I think it's good for preppers just to understand that that's, you know, this is what happens when you don't have, you know, because we go with the, you know, having three weeks without food. Well, this is the process you go through to get to the point where you die when you don't have enough food. It's not a pleasant process. But we should also think about is like the globe as a a globe, things are really uncertain. Stable right now. We thought talk about Thucydides trap. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk, and and I'm I'm a believer in it, and I've been a believer in it for a while. That in order for us to this economy to fix, they're going to have to blow the economy up. Yeah. There's no way around it. So that um, we have too much money out there to get that money in. You have to because they're going with modern monetary theory. That's that's what they're doing. And I'm not saying that we have to do it this way, but this is the way it works. Is they, they haven't proposed anything that they become more financially responsible at the top. They haven't proposed anything that they do the balanced budget amendment. They haven't done anything to control spending, right? They still want to spend. They're still trying to push out spending stuff. So the way they, the way they, you, you could maybe work your way through it if they were responsible and got onto that kick and like, Hey, let's be real tight with our budget, but they don't want to do that. So it's all going to be how much money they take out of the economy from taxes and inflation and all that. Well, it's a trickle down effect too, right? So we're, we're being, we're, it may cause us to tank the economy. It may, like, it, they're, I, I just talked about it today. They're talking about raising interest rates of three quarters of a percent, right? And, and you hear more and more and more, like, you know, Peter Schiff, who we've done videos on before, he's like, hey, the whole economy is going to explode here soon or implode. So while we may be able to weather some stuff here, there's, I think you, you have a power struggle. I mean, think about it. This, this is like a nightmare of a, of a world. Like, you all might be stuck in my artificial, like, I don't know, like if we're in the matrix right now, sorry, you're stuck in my shit. Cause like, this is the prepper thing. We have an economic situation happening. We have a possible, you know, we, we have some call it a cold civil war that's turning into a warm civil war happening internally in a bunch of countries. We have, you know, a, a, a pretty hot proxy war with Russia going on right now. So Even we're all we just a bunch of Mr. That. Smiths in your matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so sorry about that. But even if we get past all this stuff coming up, I think it's safe to say with the food shortages we're already experiencing in our country and we have ways that we can try to work around it. Um, and I recall this back in the seventies, like doing like walkathons because like people were starving in Africa and other places. I think you're going to see those countries going to get really wrecked possibly if these food shortages really go the way a lot of people are predicting. Cause they just don't have, when we don't have enough food to give places, what happens? You, you tighten your belt a little bit. Well, if the country doesn't have the food to give out, those people don't get food. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of, when I was working in South Sudan, the biggest compound there was the UN uh, uh, relief organizations coming in, trying to feed, you know, thousands and thousands of people around the country. Well, that was repeated over and over through Africa. And, you know, I don't know about how bad it is in South America, but other places. So, um, you know, and then you look at China, it, China's always on the edge because they have so many people that they got to feed. Right. So I don't know. It could be a really bad time, but I think it's a really great article because of that. Yeah. Well, and I personally think there's a lot of, and I've, I know I've said this a hundred times, but that's because I freaking believe it, but there's a lot of intentionality to all this stuff, whether you're talking about the monetary system where you're talking about this inflation, don't, you can't tell me that, that the inflation really bothers them all that much because there's not a damn thing they're doing about it. So uh, that could be, they, they could have 100% a plan in place for when everything comes crashing down. And this article too kind of states the same thing towards the end. And I know he was talking about something a little bit different than what I'm talking about uh, having this, this, you know, this evil empire that's, that wants to change all the structure and all that. But he was talking about how, um, famines and stuff like that these days there's been so much progress made because of um the in uh, the poverty getting rid of some poverty uh fertilizers and all that i know that's monsanto and all that crap and that's a total different thing you know monsanto may be good for crops right now but what damage is it doing uh for the future that's another argument to be had but he's talking about how if there's another famine it's going to be caused by men because of all mm -hmm. the advances that have been made and all the things that have been done to get right. rid of that famine, that it's either going to be intentional or it's going to be, uh, they're just a bunch of idiots or in my, in my, in my opinion, a combination of both. Um, so it's, yeah. it's interesting because we're looking at fertilizer shortages, uh, or the fertilizer not being able to get to the farms. We're looking at droughts this year. Uh, we're looking at, you know, everything I, I was, Brandon sent me a text today about Sriracha chili shortage. <laughs> so we got saltine oh, crackers, we got Sriracha chilies. I mean, I don't know, but, but it's, it's just it, that that's probably one of those things where, you know, all of a sudden people start looking for shortages and they find them, but there is a lot of stuff that I think that could be coming down the pipe um, that mm -hmm. is going to, uh, you know, affect us drastically. And it's going to cause us, uh, those of us that have gotten food stores together and all that, uh, to dip into some of the stuff we have. And, and you know, thank God that we have it at some well, point, I think. Possibly, definitely possible. And I, I think you're right. You know, part of the problem is when you extend past, I'm big into home, like homeostasis, right? Homeostasis typically applies to like the body, right? And so body's um, struggle or quest to maintain equilibrium. As long as everything is, you know, in equilibrium, everything's functioning the way it's supposed to, you're good. The minute you have too much alcohol, too much salt, too much something else, whatever, you, you get out of equilibrium. Well, I think equilibrium applies to pretty much everything. And one of the things is the earth, right? And the minute you get past the point where you're, where you have a population that is past the point of the populations of the worlds or the population of, or the earth's ability to support that population. Everything you do past that point is setting up a house of cards because like, you know, you're talking about, you have people out there genetically modifying things, creating, creating the structure of like, all right, we'll make sure we get you fed, you know, keep fucking, keep having kids, more and more kids. We'll keep feeding you. Well, the minute there's a problem with that system and all systems eventually have some sort of problem, who's going to be the people that take that, you know, take it in the shorts down there. And, you know, and again, if, if the predictions come true that more and more people are predicting that we're going to have some really 
tough food times ahead. Um, while we're having tough food times, think about, you know, again, the world is going to have, and, and where, where I go with that is starving people breeds instability. Like you want to get a bunch of people together and believe in a cause, have people go starve and go hungry and then go route them up and say, Hey, it's the Americans fault. It's the Europeans fault. It's these people's fault. You know, that again, we, we, we already have an, an unstable world with everything that's going on. And I think it just adds to that. Yeah. Uh, liberated lady said in the chat, culling the curd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Matt, um, was talking about how diesel price is going to affect food. Um, uh, combines drink 35, 38 yeah. gallons a day. I mean that, and that's another thing we talked about in the past about these union Pacific telling, um, these, uh, the, the diesel fuel, whatever that shit's called. I can't remember what it's called anymore. Uh, but that, um, DEF fluid, uh, that they right. can't ship as much as they need. So all of these things could combine to just create this, this it, it, clusterfuck. A complex disaster, man. It's com- that's why, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, that's why we have that complex disaster thing. No, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of problems with all of this stuff heading down the road and it doesn't seem like, and I, I guess if you think that if you, if you believe that, the, the, there's a, you know, that I don't know if you want to call it conspiracy. I don't think it's conspiracy. If you believe that a bunch of elites from around the world are working in concert to help want to help promote whatever they want to promote, it's their, it's their buddy network. You know, if you want to believe the Q stuff and they're a pedophile network, well, I mean, you got Epstein as, as proof, but um, if you think that they're working in concert and it's not a conspiracy, well, then if you look at Klaus Schwab and, you know, those senior people in that, well, they're getting ready to die. So do you think that they would, do they want to like have this thing happen after they're dead? I mean, I, I would think that they would want to see it come to its fruition. It's been their lifelong, you know, lifelong plan and stuff. So Nancy Pelosi, Biden, like all these people are like, they're, I mean, you know, they, they got one foot in the grave. So if they want to see this stuff happen in their lifetime, well, I, maybe they're trying to make it happen in their lifetime. Yeah. And you, you look at Bill Gates buying a whole bunch of farmland and stuff. And this goes into what we're going to talk about as far as uh, what our diet is going to consist of in the next couple few decades. But you got Bill Gates buying up a whole bunch of farmland. You've got um, this stuff that I, I think is, you know, maybe like what you said, that the time frame of this may be a little bit quicker than I kind of think, because they are kind of up there. Uh, Biden, I think, is irrelevant. But when you look at Klaus Schwab, is he grooming his his successors to do the same thing? Bill Gates has still got a couple decades to go. And, you know, he's he's grooming his little minions or whatever uh, to gro- do that grooming stuff. Is, but, grooming their successors is grooming their successors isn't the only thing those fuckers are grooming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's there's it's it's Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, right? If you can, the yeah. more people that you have under your thumb, whether that's because they're poor, whether that's because they're healthy, uh, unhealthy, uh, hungry. What uh, I, I was thinking of healthcare. You control the healthcare. You control the education system. Mm-hmm. You control all that stuff. You, the more people you have on there under your thumb, so this inflation is not a bad thing for them. The the food shortages and stuff is not a bad thing for them. Do you think it's going to affect them if steak is is 15 20 percent higher no yeah well and and the way you can tell it's not a bad thing for them is because they're not trying to do anything to fix it you know and i i hear people out there that say you know it was and i'm, I'm a little bit of a believer in this they, they say well you know biden he, coming out of the pandemic you know the economy is going to tank yeah jimmy carter got hit in the same thing they came out of vietnam they had the nixon years dude he got dealt a bad hand 
Biden got dealt a bad hand. Remember, we started inflation started going up. This stuff started happening. We did the first five trillion dollars under Trump. So and, and the government forced society to shut down. So coming out of that, out of that fiasco is going to be a mess. But at the end of the day, I don't give two shits. He's the boss. He wanted the job. Fix it. Oh, well, he's not fixing it. Well, what does that tell me? If they're not trying to do anything to fix the problem. I mean, they just had the uh, I don't know what the what the conference name was, but it was all the, the South American countries and all that, the, you know, the, the Latin American countries. In the Mexico Los, said in Los screw Angeles. you. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them didn't even show up because of the shit that's going on. And it's like, dude, you're not trying to even work with them. You know, they talk about like some of the other South American leaders, like where Kamala Harris is supposed to be talking to them all about immigration. How many times do you talk to her? Just once. Never heard from her again. Right. So they're not trying to fix anything. So, I mean, I think it's I mean, you can, people can lay, label as conspiracy theorists, but I think it's fairly apparent that whatever plan they have, they're going with it because they're not changing direction. They're not doing anything different. Yeah. I, like I said, I think it's I think this this is the the plan. I, they're, they're pushing with the modern monetary theory. The inflation's getting worse. What what are they doing? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to we're all going to yeah. it's all going to come out of everyone else's ass through inflation and, and increased interest rates. I mean, you know, you have Warren Buffett's probably still getting zero percent interest loans. Oh, yeah. you know, these guys are getting these huge loans and doing all this stuff. And here we are down here and we're, we're getting crushed. The middle class is getting the shit kicked out of it right now. And it's getting crushed a lot. The middle class is becoming not almost non-existent here. Not too much longer, I imagine. Yeah. Hey, real quick, before I move on to this next article, Peter in the chat uh, from New Zealand. Hey, Peter, what's going on? Uh, he said hey, uh, mo a lot of people are hacking their trucks and removing the DEF. Have you looked into that? Yeah. Uh, that would be something. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a big, yeah, it's a, it's a big pain in, in the butt, but I imagine at the same time, um, if we run out of, if, if death fluid becomes an issue, I, I imagine everybody's going to start hacking and be like, what, you know, fuck you. Yeah. 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 You'd have to. Uh, all right. So with this and, and kind of talking along those same lines there, if, if it does come to this and, and like that first article said with the, the power, the powers that be basically controlling whether or not there's a famine or not, or they can control uh, whether or not it is. It could get to the point where if they, and I've got a couple of things I want to talk about with the future of what our food supply is going to be. But this article from Forbes right here, um, eating insects could cut 80% of the environmental impact, a finished study says. So would it surprise you that with all this, this push for green energy and save the planet and all that crap, that this becomes something that that is, is I, I guess, not necessarily accepted, but maybe pushed um, to the point where where it, it is it's they're trying to get it to be more accepted, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Look, the, the knuckleheads in charge will push anything that benefits them. So if people are starving, we need to feed them, keep the people happy. Next thing you know, they'll come out with a new Hey, We're redoing the food pyramid. I mean, think about the food pyramid, dude. It's all bullshit. It was all made, made up to support industries and all the shit that they did. Right. So the food pyramid is largely bullshit. So why, what, how tough would it be to add insects to it? And with as, as many people that are, you know, slobbering on Biden's cock right now, You'd have a third of the country to half of the country, 40% of the country be like, oh, dude, these insects things are the best. You know, like, hey, I'm going to go down to the store and get, you know, get a bag of live mealworms. So I got fresh mealworms when we cook our omelet up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, well, they'll be all in on this shit. 
Yeah. What's to say that the FDA doesn't get involved and say, you know, maybe there's some sort of law or something that comes up that says a McDonald's hamburger can be no more than 20 percent insects or something to that extent. So well, we're cutting down have, on the. They, wait, 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 wait. You know, they have that, right? Insect burgers. No. They have a certain amount that's allocated for bread and other things that are allowed to be yeah. insects and rodents and non whatever. So it already exists. Like, oh, we can't, you know what? We can't get down the food process close enough to not to make sure that we don't, you know, actually grind up some rats and serve them to you once in a while or some cockroaches and all that. Like, okay, I get it. I imagine it's really difficult. Well, you know what, man? I, I don't know. But we're allowed to eat a certain amount of bugs. It's baked into the thing, all right, literally. Yeah. And and when you think about it, I mean, this is where that, that noise, that, that sound clip I played mm. in the beginning with the cows, <laughs> this is basically yeah. the, the cows farting and all that. Where's this article that I have? I'm going to find this real quick. Um, in New Zealand, burping livestock uh, there's, they actually are putting something through or trying to get something through to tax, um, I guess, ranchers or whatever on, on livestock. Um, I've read a few different things on this, so we'll have to see where this all goes and all that. But it, it's, it's kind of one of those, those things that you look at what they're doing right now. And in the future, something like this, stuff like this could be more widespread than just right now, like somebody's. And you know how governments are. They love to tax anything and everything they can. Uh, and they, you know, it, if they can make money Ooh. off of, of the carbon and the, the carbon, the carbon footprint shit, they're going to make as much money as they can. They don't really care about getting well, rid of it. They care about um, capitalizing on it. Well, I think the problem is, is that they don't they're not doing anything to come up with a plan. Like, dude, I'm all for the environment. Like I'm a huge environment person. Right. And at the same time, you can't just fucking end what we like. Our whole society is based on oil. You can't just end it overnight. Have a plan. You know, the whole thing with the cow, oh, your cows are far. You're not putting out too much stuff, dude, figure it the fuck out. But they just keep coming up. And I don't think they truly give a shit about the environment. It's just, it's a bellwether issue. They can always go back and touch, piss people off. It's, it gets the money and they come up with stupid shit. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe the person writing this law has a, has a hard on for the beef industry. And it's literally like, Oh, let's come up with the stuff so we can, we can go shit on this industry. Yeah. And again, it's not going to, it's not going to affect the elites, the people with a lot of money, rich people, they're going to have their T-bone steaks mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Meanwhile, we're going to be eating what this dude's eating right here, a little mealworm pie or whatever the hell that nasty crap is. <laughs> but that, that all reminds me of a, a George Carlin, uh, a, a while, a while back, I heard him talk while well, he's dead now. So it had to be a while back, but I'm uh, talking about how um, that all these people talking about save the planet are just full of shit. Um, save the earth, save the planet and all that, man. He was talking about how the planet doesn't give a crap. The planet's going to be around no. long for us. So it's, it's save ourselves is what these people should be saying. That's 100% <laughs> what it is. And everybody's like, oh, the planet will heal itself. Yeah, but we may not be around. Like oh, I, I think won't. it's something that we should, we, we should have a concerted effort to work on. But again, it needs to be done from a realistic perspective and just say like, oh, hey, we're just gonna get rid of all fucking fuel powered cars on this state, all coal plants, you go away and everybody else, you know, it's and Obama talked about, Oh, it's going to be a rough transition. You know why it's a rough transition? Cause you don't got a fucking plan. You idiots. Yeah. That's why it's going to be a rough transition because having a plan to successfully do it doesn't benefit you because all exactly. their money and all their power is tied up into the current system. They don't want the new system. 
They don't want it because they have they're all based on the old system. So why do you think we haven't made a good like they haven't started pushing a plan to make any of this happen that actually makes sense? Yeah, because it doesn't benefit them. They ain't going to fucking do it. I mean, you still have people up in Flint, Michigan, drinking shitty water. Right. Like, you know, like we, 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 we as the society, as our, our country and in the world, we poison the fuck out of each other. They don't yeah. give two shits what happens in the environment. It's, it's a talking point for them. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm kind of, and, and I don't want to be called a climate denier or anything like that, but I think they're all full of shit about this crap because if they were, if, if it was true that the, the earth will be, we're doomed in 10 years or whatever, like some of these politicians say Al Gore and, and AOC and all that crap, if that were true, they'd be working on nuclear energy. But the fact that they're not working on nuclear energy tells me that that's all hyperbolic and a bunch of bullshit because it's like, Thumb, oh, are so you going to Thelma and Louise, your car off the cliff, or are you going to turn and hit a tree? Ours, and I will admit that the earth goes through wobbles and changes its relationship to the sun and everything. And so the environment changes and we have things that happen from mother nature that cause problems with the, with the environment, whether it's an asteroids, whether it's volcanoes, whether it's fucking cows farting. But do you say, do you believe that man, humans, mankind does not, contribute to the fucking problems of the earth. Yeah, I, I think there's something going on. Okay. There's and, and I don't but I don't think that these politicians that say in ten years we're all dead or fifteen years oh, we're right. all dead. I think that's a bunch of horseshit. I think if they really thought that, they would be doing something to get something in place like nuclear energy. So so what you're saying is you you feel that these guys that are saying this shit aren't doing it because it's not true, as opposed that they're not doing it just because they're scum sucking, morally bankrupt fucks that really don't give two fucks as long as they get theirs before the world goes to shit. And they and they know they're on the way out because they're all in their they're all in their 70s and 80s. See, I look at it as if we say that they're dishonest fucks and that they're corrupt, so corrupt that they'll have pedophile rings and all this. Why would I believe that they would give two shits about actually fixing the earth if they knew it was going to tank? And I, you, you can look at the trends and maybe it is a wobble, but I would say if we should be more concerted with a logical plan that makes fucking sense and that's effective to fix, to, to do what we can to minimize our shit on the environment. The problem that we have as a nation, it's a talking point that they love to fucking jam down our ass while the Chinese run fucking running around the world doing all kinds of stupid shit. And the Russians, you know, doing all kinds of shit that fucks up the environment and they don't give two fucks. We don't use our abilities, United States or the ability we used to have to say, hey, China, why don't you knock off all your shit? Hey, world, let's let's go ahead and, and fucking uh, let's go ahead and let's, you know, boycott China because they're all fucked up on the environment. Have I ever heard that? No, no, they that's doing that shit. It's because China's doing all our dirty work. The stuff they're doing over there gets exported mm. all over the world. So. They're the, you know, they're the, the bathroom in the, the nice office building. They're the, the sewer. Uh, that's where every, all of our, yeah. everybody that wants to be green friendly and all that exports all their shit over to China. And then we bitch, bitch about China. Rightfully so. Yeah, I think everybody as a human being, because, you know, in one form or fashion, hey, we got to keep the earth safe. Like you said, like the earth's not, the earth's going to be here unless it gets blasted by, you know, by something fucking crazy and, and totally cracks the, cracks the egg. But there is going to be here. We are the greatest. We are are we are the greatest inhibitor to us advancing because the way we do shit. So I think everybody should be concerned with the fucking earth. And I think that 
we should all demand better out of our government because they're not doing what they need to address it. They're not actually doing it. They're using it again. They're using as talking points. You have China and other governments that aren't doing anything about it. So nothing in, in my mind, nothing's getting, getting done. You look at Las Vegas. I mean, we, we did a thing on the bodies that they're finding that, you know, barrels at the bottom of the lake that are starting to show up. Yeah. that were 50 feet underwater and shit before they're finding cars, finding all kinds of shit. Why is that? Cause Lake Mead is drying up. But yet when I left Las Vegas a month or two ago, their housing complex is going up fucking everywhere. So you're already saying that we don't have enough water to feed the motherfuckers that are there. And you're such a bunch of environmentalists that you give a shit, but yet you're going to build more housing because it fucking makes you more tax money. It makes you more money. You probably get kickbacks from the, the fucking builders and the, the city planners and all these people are all in cahoots. So what we'll do is we'll drain the fucking lake and we'll end up with no water. And then we'll go, oh, what do we do about it? Yeah. Oh, I know what they're doing. They're buying water futures because they're going to try to trade water down the road. And all these fuckers will own all the water, right? You know, they'll have all the water futures. So they'll be making money off you taking a washing your ass and taking a drink. Yeah. But that's the way they're doing with all this stuff. And I think that's part of the whole this whole green energy push and the whole climate change thing and all that stuff. You don't and, and you can't you can't really um, trust a lot of scientists these days because who's whose pockets no. are they into? So, I mean, whose politicians yeah. pockets are they in? So, I mean, it's 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 just crazy uh, all this crap going on. Yep. But, you know, they're using it for their benefit. And, you know, maybe they do yep. see how this is how this stuff is really going to change the planet in the next couple decades and they know if they can capitalize on this stuff if bill gates can buy all this farmland if the world economic forum can get all their stuff done if europe can basically make everything solar powered and you know all that crap then they're going to be the ones that are going to be ahead of the game when like liberated lady said earlier control it calling the herd when half the people are dead and they finally get the population down to what they want they're going to be the ones Mm -hmm. with the upper hand because they're going to be ahead of the game it Same. goes back to the fact that everything it goes back to the fact that everything that they have established their power structure on their money, all their shit is based upon the old system, right? It's based upon oil. It's based upon the way the shit worked 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago and before, right? We're in the technology things are changing. Their shit isn't based in any of this. They, so they don't give two fucks about it. Like, no, they're going to ride their, they're riding their rails as long as they can. Until until the, you know, until the, the miracle round stops. And at some point, it's going to be some new way, some new paradigm for how the, the world works. And those people are going to build their system right on that shit. And they're going to protect it until they fucking burn into the ground. Yeah. At, at some point, it's, it's human nature. It's how it all works. It's, it's again, it's why when you talk about Al Gore, you if you assume he gives it, I don't, he, they're, they're so fucking corrupt. Mike's, you know, looking at everything with, with all the elite. Right. And, and Al Gore was, you know, he was tied in tight with the Clintons. Right. I mean, they really liked that guy enough to make him his vice president and shit. And he did all the environmental shit. Well, I'd have to assume that Al Gore is probably full of shit too. So, I mean, if he gets in his fucking plane and shits exhaust all over everybody when he flies around the world trying to raise money for his own pocket, talking about the environment, does he really care about the environment? No. Yeah. So why would I believe that anything he's doing is truly for the environment rather than just enriching himself? So I think the way to, if we're going to do anything, the way to go forward with it is everybody admit the virus a problem and admit that our fucking leaders who say the environment's a problem are using it, using the environment not to protect the environment, but to actually fucking make more money and gain more power and to fuck us over. 
Yeah. And and it makes a lot of sense when you talked about how oil and all that is like that old school, old way of thinking and, and they're they're everything is changing with technology and all that. And that's exactly what the World Economic Forum is was put together for was and they even stated harnessing the fourth industrial revolution. So they've got to figure out how to be on top of the game when all of this stuff does go by because they're demonizing fossil fuels and all that to the to the extent that it's 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 going to change at some point. It's just how fast does it change, and what what systems and infrastructure do they have in place when it changes? And who's there to capitalize on that? Who's who's going to be? What's going to be the next big oil um, stuff? It, it can't oh. be solar panels. It can't be. Um, look, look at I, this, for example. Look at the states, and when you talk about this shift, look at the states like Michigan, right? Michigan won't allow Teslas to be sold in Michigan because they have a law that you have to have a dealership in Michigan. And Elon Musk is like, why do I want to have a dealership when it's not necessary only to add 30 percent on top of a car to people? Now, you can like the Teslas and dislike the Teslas, whatever. But the fact is, Michigan won't let Tesla be sold there because they don't have a dealership. What is a dealership? The old way of doing things. Right? It's so bad that they're trying to protect that shit that they're putting laws into in, into stopping people from doing that shit. Doing anything that doesn't match with their old shit. And I don't know how many people have gone to a car dealership, had a really good experience over a lifetime of a car. Probably not many. I love my F-150. That's the first. Well, I'm sure you love your F-150, but when you have to go deal with the dealership and the service manager. Oh, no. You've had, if you've ever had to do <laughs> no. that, how's that work out for you? No, because they're scumbags usually. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't. The service I, managers, the guys that you know the service manager is always going to try to break it off in your ass get some extra let me find a way to you know hey man we changed the air in your fucking lug nuts dude <laughs> yeah you know, kind of thing well my truck's 10 years old so i don't have to deal with them and i didn't deal with them when i when i bought it anyway lisa's got a newer car and if at all possible just don't go to the dealership if we have to we will but if at all possible because they're scam they're all a scam yeah Mm-hmm. Um, real quick on this, though, I wanted to talk about this, too. We talked about the insects and all that stuff. Um, cultured meat. Do you know much about uh, cultured meat? This is actually something that it is going on right now. It's not uh, meat oh, yeah. grown in a lab. Dude, it's it. So before this, I thought like really, I thought Mexicans had one of the biggest scams when it went to food. Right. Because like you can go to a Mexican restaurant and order like a thousand different things and at the end of it. It's a fucking tortilla, three or four different kinds of meat, some rice, beans, and like a little salsa. And that's what you're getting. Do they fry it? Do they wrap it? You know, I mean, it's a taco or it's a burrito. It's the same fucking shit, right? Yeah. This is, this is, this is probably the bigger, a bigger scam than that. It's fake meat that they say is meat and they're getting people and it costs them a lot. They don't have to pay for the cow to run around. Don't have to worry about cow farts because it's grown in the lab. You don't have to worry about that shit. So they're telling you it's meat. And so look how much money you can save by getting this, getting this fantastic meat. And they throw, it's like the Patriot Act. They're labeling it with some great name. Yeah. And you know, let's grow, grow, grow in the lab. And I mean, there's conspiracy theories that go just down the rabbit hole about how it, it's, you, you know, they've used embryos, different, all kinds of different shit. At the end of the day, I don't want shit grown in the lab. I don't, I even try, and I'm, I'm not very successful at all the time, but I try to make sure I don't have fucking, you know, processed shit in my food. So is that really food? It's, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't yes. know. And maybe 20 years from now, people will be going, look at you old fucking geezers. Everybody eats this shit now. It's the greatest thing going. I mean, I mean, how do you get to the Jetsons where you press the button and boom, you have like taco or you have 3D stick. printed I imagine that's something like yeah. this shit, right? Yeah. And right now yeah. I'm not fucking sold on it. I, th- I think, I think they're pulling the bait and switch on us. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on this because one th- for one thing, I think about it and I think of Soylent Green. It's people. <laughs> What's yeah. to stop them? Yeah. And I know if, if they grow it from cells, they get a cell from a cow and they grow it from that. Why would they not just get a cell from a cow rather than a person? But you, you never know. I mean, they, they do some crazy shit all the time with all this stuff. So, But my other question on that is you get beef that is grass-fed. You get beef that the meat, uh, the flavor of the meat comes directly from what that cow is fed and all that. Uh, so what is, I mean, maybe that, that lab-grown meat is, is going to have the texture and going to have the same makeup as that meat, but are they going to have to inject it with some sort of flavoring to make it taste like uh, a steak or something? Or yes, they are. I, yeah. I, I imagine so. What do you think? They're 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 making they're they're making meat out of thin air. You don't think they're gonna like? Oh, hey, here's some wagyu beef. Tastes just like wagyu. I don't even know what fucking wagyu beef tastes like. But hey, it tastes just like this. It tastes just like that. I mean, hey, go back to the Matrix. Everything tastes like chicken, right? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Maybe this is the way of letting us all know that we're already in the matrix. They're working it, going, "Yeah, you motherfuckers, you've been in there forever." Yeah, like because you're. I mean, virtual reality again. You know, all, all this stuff. Like we can. Hey, here's some fake meat. Pretty soon, it's like, well, why do you even need the meat? Let's just give you a, a box of glue, you know, or a gob of goo or something. You know? Yeah, a stick of, of a tube of food. <laughs> You just, yeah, you suck. And you know what, though? Preppers would love having, like, dude, I mean, think about it. Astronaut food, yeah. Survival rations. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I don't, I I think I would rather have that cultured meat than than eating insects or something like that. But but you know what? I, I, I guess at least insects are organic. So maybe not at that point. Well, I think the part of the problem is, again, it comes down to trust, right? These fuckers haven't shown that we can, like, they have haven't done anything to establish trust i mean what's the last thing when, when i think about like shady companies i think about you know pfizer trying to go to tie it up in court to not let the results of the vaccination trials be seen for 75 years Excuse nothing shady me. about that but like like and, and so and one thing after another you know i'm I, I see a bunch of people on the left pushing that the corporations are price gouging Sure they are, but they act like they're price gouging and then the politicians are being squared away. I don't trust any of them. So why would I trust them to get, get our mystery meat right? Again, this is the people that, that gave us the, you know, the, the four food groups, the food pyramid, the people that have been all about genetically modifying wheat and all the other bullshit. When, when did, years ago, did people have gluten problems? You know? Yeah. Put, Hashtag thank you, Monsanto. Yeah. Put Dr. Fauci and Monsanto in charge of the, the cultured meat division of the government. And what could possibly go wrong? All oh, of a sudden, we're, parties, we're growing dude, an extra are, head in our probably armpit. get together at the. Yeah. Yeah. They probably get together at the Bilderberger meetings and all those. You know, they get together in Bohemian Grove and lather themselves up with oil and, and cackle about how they're going to manipulate the food world. Everybody's going to be eating soylent green. Yeah. Oh, should we not think that? I mean, they get together. We know that shit happens. They get together and do shit. They're trying to push fake meat. Should we not think that's coming? Yeah. Well, and you look at what Bill Gates plan, and we talked about this a while ago. What is his, why is he buying up so much farmland? And it's not to grow corn and shit like that. So, you know, it's for something like this, whether it's the, the impossible burgers, whether it's, you know, you can, you can build a building straight up and make it as big as you want to grow cultured meat. Whereas if you have cows, you need a lot of land to do that. Uh, you, well, you can 
you can. I don't know how you would grow enough crickets. Uh, maybe you pack them in like they do with chickens, just on a smaller scale. And I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of crickets to feed the planet. We'll see about Bill Gates. Time will tell whether he's buying up farmland to control the shit. I tend to think I'll go with it that dude, that guy just has so much money. The, the, all those dudes are like him and Paul Allen used to have a competition. Like who could make their houses better to the point where they had like man-made wild trout streams, like circled their houses and all kinds of crazy shit. They spend millions of dollars on. I think that guy is so fucking rich that it may be the simple truth is he's just buying land. Cause he's a filthy rich idiot that, you know, he needs remote places to take his little uh, tribe of uh, groomed, groomed people to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think, like you said, though, um, we talk about it like this right now, but maybe in 20 years, people are like, it's just normal. It's like eating hot dogs. None of us know what the hell's in a hot dog, but we but we eat them. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. lips and assholes, basically, but at least we know it's 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 animal. <laughs> Dude, those, those assholes are good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the all beef hot dogs. I don't much, you know, I don't much like the. I'll eat the other ones. I don't. They're not. It's not like disgusting or anything. But I want the Why, all you beef. Just swallow one. the all beef ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving on because I know where you're going with this now. So we're gonna move on to this. Um, I want to talk about a little bit of inflation before we get out of here, and then we're gonna go over to Rumble and talk about this January sixth uh, circus reality TV show that they just did. But. Um, I saw this on Twitter the other day, and I believe this is from last year, uh, but it, it's, it fits this year. And I wanted to bring this up because um, get ready for your 4th of July barbecue. And for anybody li- watching, listening to the podcast, this is uh, on a grill. They've got some Vienna wieners, some ramen noodle, and some bologna. Uh, remember last year when he was talking about how your, your 4th of July meal is going to be like 12 cents cheaper or something like that? Uh, remember they were touting that? It's going to be a little bit no, different I, this year. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember all the stupid shit he's done last month, much less the last, you know, over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got the inflation numbers. I want to show this real quick first. Um, this is the inflation numbers and I'll pull up this article that we found the real inflation versus this, but the inflation numbers came out and they said it was 8.6, 8.6 inflation rate. Uh, and you know, that's, that's the highest since 1980 or something like that. And we're going to talk about why that's bullshit too. But you look at this chart right here and I believe this is pretty accurate for the most part stuff that I've seen. Um, it's accurate. Gas is up 44%. I think it's closer to 50% now. You got airline tickets, hotels, suits, bacon, meat basically is up between uh, 15 and 17%. Fruit is up, coffee up, deliveries, you know, because of gas and all that stuff. All of this stuff is up 15, 15% or more. So how the hell can the inflation be 8.6%? It's because they're all full of shit, basically. <laughs> well, it's because it, well, the, it's how the consumer price index, right? It's a substitution. When you read the like reasoning behind the consumer price index, it's to track what consumers are currently buying. So when when the price of something gets too expensive and people stop buying it, like I don't know, diesel fuel, then it's like, well, what are they buying next? Like a unicycle, right? So that's how they 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 substitute it and they say, well, the price of the unicycle hasn't gone up. And everybody's, you know, they've gotten off diesel, so we must be riding unicycles. So it's not crazy, even though the cost of diesel has gone up, you know, 50% or 100%, whatever it's gone up now. 
Um, they, they, they use substitution and it's, they literally wrote in it. It's the biggest sham going. And they're like, well, no, this is what it, it is. Again, it's not the true, true price of inflation. And Hey, everybody, if you want to get some, some really interesting, a really interesting perspective on where all this might be going, go look up uh, Peter Schiff. Uh, I think it's S C H I F F check out some of his videos on YouTube and he's guest appearances. And he, he'll talk to you about the economy and the guy has the pretty uh, scary perspective. Yeah. And, and at these charts right here kind of kind of show exactly what it is, because you look the second chart on the bottom here where it shows 1981, 1982. So this kind of all started in the Reagan years where they started to change what the CPI meant. Right. Um, so you can see the blue line is the actual if they were using this, if they were doing this the same way they did in 1981, this is what inflation would be these days. That red line is because they get to finagle with crap and they get to change things and they get mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, if they know that inflation is going to go up too high, how can we change these numbers to to make it look better for us? Uh, and you can see it kind of goes it, it almost exact, except for it's off. It's almost double now. I think it's interesting that the first 10 years, they were like tweaking it because it was mm-hmm. pretty close to what the, the actual CPI is. But after, but now it just keeps getting bigger. That gap keeps getting bigger and well, bigger and bigger. Again, it go, it's like the food thing, right? They've been manipulating this stuff, trying to make it look good for years. And mm-hmm. so I think they've just run out of runway on like it, it just they, it can't be manipulated anymore. And it's finally getting ready to bust. You know, manipulate it so much that they said, hey, we can't keep our spending under control, so we'll just not have a budget, right? Well, we'll just spend whatever we want. We'll create modern monetary theory. We'll do all this stuff. So, you know, I think their house of cards, they've stretched it out so far, they just can't go any farther with it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We, we, we keep saying that, and they keep saying, yeah, hold my beer. Watch. Let's, let's see how this goes. Uh, but well, we'll what see. do we have? I mean, we just had 8.6% on the CPI inflation that, you know, the bullshit they give us just hit 8.6% uh, the other day, right. For, I think that's, that's for last month. So for May, it's 8.6%, right. We, I mean, all these index, they're, they're just, they keep going up and up and up. And so, I mean, Hey, maybe they do something and it turns around. I hope so. Cause people are struggling. Yeah. We'll see. You know, it sucks. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I want to show this chart real quick um, and and kind of expand on that, too, because my feelings and and get your feelings on where we're kind of headed, because we talk about it doom and gloomy a lot. And and honestly, I have that feeling that this could get bad, but that doesn't mean it's 100 percent. It's going to get to that point. Um, I wanted to show this from uh, uh, from Survival Fortress, though. This infographic is kind of interesting, some of the stuff in here, and the link is down below. Uh, but a, a couple of things are, are pretty interesting to me. How much, debts, uh, how much debt do we have compared to the average American? Uh, credit cards, the average American, 16,000, almost 17,000. Mortgages, 176. So, you know, that's typical right around the price of a home, give or take a couple hundred thousand. Uh, auto loans, 28,000, student loans, 49,000, and then other debt, 134,000. Uh, this is what's interesting to me. And this is that part of, you know, people talking about, you know, getting out of debt. And, and my bugaboo with using credit cards is that 15.59 right there. So basically everything you owe, everything you put on a credit card, you're basically paying 16% uh, for nothing. Oh, you're muted, I think. Keep in mind, a lot of them now have it set up, these credit card companies where it's, you know, 15, 16%, whatever their interest rate is. And if you miss a payment or you screw something up, it jumps like eight or 10%, right? You have a, a huge jump in it. And 
I, I shared that hyperinflation article that I wrote a while back. I shared it out yesterday and I think Daisy had an article that got shared on Lude Rockwell or something like that. So I had a few comments on it, that one right there. And if you go to go down to the comment section at the bottom. So um, I, I had comments from people that were like, no, you shouldn't. I think it's uh, this guy here is like, while I don't have any kind of debt, getting rid of debt during hyperinflation is ridiculous. Right. Because his, his thought is you're paying back money that's deflated. Why pay it back? Because yeah. if you can get out of debt, when the cost of food goes up, you can afford your food. Right. Or do you just want to keep paying off, you know, keep giving them the minimum payment until one day you may go bankrupt? If you have the ability to pay off. I, hey, one of the, the guys, I think the most common sense uh, financial guys that I, I follow occasionally is Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey and never Dave tells anybody, don't pay off your debt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. I, I, to me, to me, that it, it seems it, it, it seems like somebody that is banking on we're we're going to go through hyperinflation and it's all and none of it's going to matter. And if you're banking on that to be the case, what if you're wrong? That's that's my whole thing with it. What if you're wrong? And the odds are you're going to be wrong. So you're going to have maxed out credit cards. You're going to have bill collectors coming after you. You're going to have, you know, people garnishing you and all that stuff. And or you're paying that stuff off that you thought we were going to go through hyperinflation, but we didn't. And you can't afford to put food on the table or you got to go through bankruptcy and all that. So it's it's to me, it's just the irresponsible way of doing things. Sure. You know, it, during hyperinflation, maybe he's right. But what are the odds that happens? Well, and you know, maybe, and that's true. It, we don't know what we're talking about. We're not financial advisor or anything like that. And maybe he comes out on the winning and I'm I just think though. it's, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just think it's a bad, I think it's a bad idea to go into something saying, Hey, I'm just going to keep dragging this debt with me because it, the whole time you're paying that extra 15%, what was it? 15.6 or something like that. 15.9 yeah. average uh, that, that you're paying, you're, you're, you're spending extra money. You could say it's deflated dollars. All right. It's still coming out of your pocket. Anyway, that's my, my view. I mean, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's right. I think he's uh, wrong, but yeah, I do too. Uh, In this article, uh, just want to go over a couple of these real quick. Medical debt is on the rise. Not a, not a a big surprise there. Um, Average credit card debt by age. I thought this was pretty interesting because basically people who listen to our show, we are the ones with the most amount of debt (laughs) Uh, between 35 and 65 basically is uh, the people that are the highest in debt. Uh, Four tips to lower your stuff and then we'll end this, but uh, four tips to lower your debt. Uh, List your debts by interest rate. So depending on what cards you have, pay off those ones with the highest. This is almost like a Dave Ramsey thing. Pay off those cards with the highest interest rate first because that money, even though you don't ever, the credit card company doesn't send you a little statement saying, hey, just a reminder, this is how much you're paying extra this month that you wouldn't have to if you paid this off. They they try to keep that shit a secret. That way you you don't worry about it. You just pay your minimum and don't worry about it. And that goes into the second one. Pay more than your minimum payment. Um, make a budget. Pay attention. Watch the stuff. I think that is the biggest key to all this stuff. Watch where your money's going. Pay attention to how much you have. Pay attention to where it's going out. All of that stuff. You're going to say something? Well, and it. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? You go on these sites, they make it so easy. A couple clicks on your on an app, and next thing you know, you're a subscriber for life, kind of thing, right? You got yeah, and and you don't really, and it's oh yeah, every year it's this much, you know, a little amount, so that way you don't really notice it, you don't know it's coming, and then when you try to unsubscribe from that stuff or downgrade, some of the stuff I, I was going through, like going through, like I had serious 
satellite radio in my car. Well, I can use my Apple CarPlay and, and I can, I can stream music or listen to music on my phone. I'm happy with that. I didn't, I don't think I need to spend $29 a month on satellite internet. So I, I went to go get rid of that. And you actually, like, you can go upgrade and you can do all kinds of stuff. Like when it's giving them more money, but to get rid of your account, you actually have to call somebody and speak to them to get so that they can try to hard sell you on keeping your account and offer all these different ways to keep getting money out of you. And it's, you know, it's how they all do it. They make it hard to stop paying them in a lot of places. It just sucks. Yeah. And on top of that, you've got Amazon and all these online stores that make it so damn easy for you to buy something. And these credit card companies that make it so damn easy for you to buy something mm-hmm. that you don't even have to think about it. It's just click a button. That's the way they want it. They want you to be able to click a button, get your stuff and pay for it before you have time to second guess yourself. Uh, so, you know, before you buy stuff like that, maybe, you know, hold off. That's what I try to do sometimes. Sometimes I'm just bad about it. And I just like, I want that click. I got it. But, you know, try to make yourself wait a couple hours and, and think about it before you hit that buy now button and see if you really so want it after that. You're a fan. Of, you're a fan of waiting periods. Yeah, unless I really unless I really. What, what are you trying to say there? I don't, I don't know what I'm admitting to there. Um, <laughs> Too late. You already did it. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, uh, you got anything else to add on that? I think we're I think we're about done with that. So I think we're going to head over to Rumble. Uh, do you have anything to add on that? No, just say, hey, uh, once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I hope you come and see us on Rumble and make sure to check out that book. We're not an affiliate of that. We're just helping get that book out there. So check that book out down in the description if you like it. Uh, think about, uh, you know, making an offer on it. All right. So unfortunately, when we went over to Rumble uh, to talk about this January 6th stuff, about three, four minutes into it, I had a power outage here at the house and everything completely shut down. So we weren't able uh, to continue with that segment. Now, I do want to talk about that, though. So what we're going to do probably on the Blabbercast, the the next podcast, uh, we're going to go through that stuff as well. Uh, I think the and and like I said in the show, not necessarily uh, all the stuff surrounding it, just this fiasco event that they put on. Uh, This is the type of stuff they do in North Korea, in Russia, in China, where it's that one side of the story. Uh, It's like the the prosecution presenting its case and not letting the defense uh, present its case. So I think it's just a sham, and I think all the mainstream media is in on it, and it's it's just this is not the way uh, the United States should operate, but it seems like this is the direction we're going. Uh, At any rate, I appreciate everyone listening this week. Like I said, we're going to do that segment uh, on the the Blabbercast episode. Uh, But uh, I appreciate everyone listening, and we will talk to you all later. Take care and prepare. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit thesurvivalpreppers.com or thebugoutlocation.com for members-only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.